the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. May bump me up just a little more. Praise God. There you go. Hallelujah. Praise God. They told me it happened when I got older. That I'd want to hear myself because I was going deaf. <laughs> I'd like anything in my life, if I go deaf, I want to go deaf in a church that's shouting, screaming, and yelling for the goodnesses of God. Praise God. I want God to have his perfect way. Hallelujah. Come on. I think let's give, let's stand our feet one more time. Let's give God some praise. Slava Tibia Gospel. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now praise him like you came expecting a miracle tonight. That's between you and your God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. You are able to be seated. Hallelujah. Praise God. I am excited about tonight. And the reason I'm excited is because when my phone starts ringing from places I just left, and things are popping and they're rocking and they're rolling, the Bible says, These signs shall follow them that believe. God forbid people follow signs. They, they look for signs. They want signs. Two turtle doves and a pigeon sitting outside before I do something. Because the Bible said, Jesus said, there will be no sign given to those. He says, I honor faith. And faith is doing something that you see and hear first. It's something you see and believe and hear. And trust in God that he is more than able and willing to do it. And so faith with works is pleasing to God. Because you can read in the book of James where he said, uh, faith without works was dead. And works without faith was dead. But it takes faith and action. Praise God. It takes more than a talk about it attitude. I used to have a lot of buddies when I was in the world, and they liked to talk about how big and tough they were. And then when the rubber met the asphalt, they were nowhere to be found. If you're depending on your friends to stand up for you, honey, you better, you better get something real tonight. Because your friends will forsake you the moment their interest drops down to the low level. Drugs and alcohol would take you only so far in a high. But the downer trip is going to be where it gets you. Praise God. I wouldn't go back to life for nothing. I'm proud that I can say that 20 years ago I went down in a watery grave, had my sins washed away. Like the Bible says to do it in the name of Jesus. I come up out of that water and I got a promise that was given. I spoke in other tongues, but it didn't stop there. It's just got sweeter and sweeter and sweeter as the days keep rolling on by. I don't care what the world's turning into. This world ain't my home, honey. This world ain't never done nothing good for this old boy. Nah, no, this world ain't done nothing but bring misery, lies, and everything else with a smile on their face. Bunch of empty promises. I'm stirred up. I hate the devil. You can be seated. You ain't figured that out. You'll figure it out real quick how bad I hate the devil. I'm glad to be in church for 20 years strong. Ex-drug addict and alcoholic. Crystal meth user for over eight years of my life. Long-haired hippie. No good for nothing. Dropped out of high school, was a daddy at the age of 16. No good for nothing. World said he ain't fit for nothing. That's what the world thought. Now, when I was playing football and winning the scoring points, they thought I was everything. When they got their school pictures in the newspapers, uh, District 7A champions, Robert Trailer broke the state record. Oh, he was everything to the district. But the moment he got messed up and tripped and fell, there wasn't none of them there to pick me up. 
It went from success down to he's a nobody and no good little rotten thing. Look how he let us down. Well, I got news for you, folks. If you're trying to hold other people up in this world to what they think, you're holding up the wrong thing. You've got somebody looking at you the wrong way. You don't owe this world nothing. Ain't none of them ever laid their life down for you. Not even the best soldier in the military ever laid his life down for you. I will beg to differ. They laid it down maybe for their wife or their children, but not for you. Praise God. But Jesus Christ did. I owe him everything. When they said he's nothing, he said, I'll take that broken piece of trash. I'm ready to preach. This ain't missionary tonight. This is Brother Trailer. This is in the devil's face. Greetings from Moscow. Greetings from St. Petersburg. And greetings from Anapa, Russia. From the church of the living God. Praise God. They say you're welcome to come home anytime you want to. Everything's great over there, and it couldn't be any better right now. The Holy Ghost is moving in Russia, and I'm here to tell you, it's beautiful over there. I can't wait to get back home. I'll leave tomorrow if God will let me go right back home to Russia, baby. That's my people. Got meat just running off the counters. Best cheese, kabasa. Woo! I'm here to tell you, don't get no better than Palmini, Vereniki, Borsh, Salanka. Oh, my God. Ripa. You ain't never ate no fish till you go to Russia, ain't that right? You know I'm telling the truth. Praise God. Well, praise God. I was filling out after the Lord. You can be seated. The reason I'm excited is because I know that God's doing and I've got a, a, a trail following, and it's not Brother Trailer. But I got plugged into something when I got back to America, and God has been rolling it out everywhere I go and every place I leave. So it's happening just a few days ago in Three Rivers. Pastor Steve Hall, he's our seventh home mission work that the Church of Russia is supporting. We don't preach, just give us your money, and we don't do nothing with it. No, we preach give and give back put in and take out that's the way we teach it God loves a cheerful giver I'm living proof of it I've traveled the worlds and seven seas multiple times God has been good to this old Arkansas boy with no education. Deadbeat ain't worth nothing. I've preached revivals in many nations and countries that people worse than we have it here can stand up and praise God in their worst moment. People without houses and without food on their table giving God praise for another day to see a beautiful sunrise. Another day to watch the sunset. I'm here to tell you, America, the devil's trying to tell you that it's all over with, but I'm here to tell you, it's the church's brightest hour. It might be over for for the world, but it's just getting started for the church, baby. World sees doom and gloom and says, believe us, believe the science, believe the numbers. Honey, I'm here to tell you, I believe God. I'm going to take his word for it over their word for it any day. He existed before there was science, baby, because he was science. It was him that was the big bang when the voice of God said, let there be light, baby. There's your big bang theory. Bank on it. There was an explosion like never was seen before and never will be again until the coming of the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to tell somebody, if you think you're uh, in a situation that... uh, God can't use you. And God don't want you. I want to tell you. He's told that lie for years. He he has told it for years. If you got your Bible, let's go to Jeremiah chapter 18. I want to tell somebody. God's ready. 
If you're a first-time visitor, welcome. God loves you just as much as he does everybody else. If you're in a bad situation, he's got a good situation for you just like he does anybody else. You ain't got no hope. You can have it before you leave. I'm going to ask you again, church, if God gave you tonight exactly what you came looking for tonight, what will you leave with? You got to have faith. You got to have faith. You got to see it before it happens. And then you got to have a mind made up. It's mine. God said it. It's in his word. And I want it. And he's the only one that can give it. The preacher can't give it. If you came to hear the show, that's all you're going to get. If you came to see a man and hear a man speak, that's all you're going to see and that's all you're going to hear. I pray many times, God, I pray you blind everybody I preach to. Don't let them see a man, but let them feel your spirit. Let them hear the word of God that comes from the man of God. Let them respond to you, God. Don't let them respond to me. Because I want them to be saved. I want them to be healed. I want their families fixed. I want their situations of life fixed. I want the abuse of a relationship that they're in fixed. I'm here to tell you, you don't have to go back to that abuse anymore. I don't know your business, but I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, God said it's not His will for you to put up with that kind of abuse. And He's got the way out. You ain't got to go back to a broken marriage and a broken relationship. Shattered dreams. Brokenness. Heartbreak. The world will use you, chew you up, spit you out. The old song goes something like, if you just don't know, like I know what Jesus has done for me you just don't know what God took this old boy from and where I'm at today is not nowhere near the same you don't know the broken pieces and how far down deep in the dung hill God had to reach to pull me out I'm here to tell you God ain't scared to reach his hand down in your mess and pull you out and make you a brand new vessel He ain't limited. He ain't never going to be limited. Mm -mm. Jeremiah 18. You're going to read that the book Jeremiah, prophet Jeremiah, the word, verse 1, which came into Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise, go down to the potter's house. Everybody say the house of God. And there I will cause thee to hear my words. Say his words. Praise God. There's power I can preach right there. That's not it. Then I went down. See, it's a choice. I went down. I went down. I obeyed. I heard a word. And then he moved with faith. Because he could have just sat there. But faith without actions is dead. God ain't going to do nothing with something that's just sitting there. And so, then I went down to the potter's house. Everybody said the house of God. And behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. God was doing things. And the vessel, everybody say, I'm a vessel, that he made of clay. Everybody say, your flesh. We're all one big glorified dirt ball. And the other part of it is a bunch of water and liquid and other things, a bunch of mineral. That's all we are in this vessel. But he's seen this vessel, and he worked and he made it out of clay and was marred. Everybody said, I'm all messed up. You ever ask God, God, why has this happened to me? You see, I just read mail. That's what preaching, we say we read mail. That's where nobody knows but you. And the preacher just said what you was thinking. That's God. Because we don't read minds and we ain't into witchcraft. Better quit looking at them horoscopes because they get horrible. 
it was messed up in his hands I'm here to tell somebody your start was never intended to be your finish you didn't get to choose who your mom and daddy was when you were born David said I was born and shaping in iniquity in my mother's womb you were born in sin you were a creation from God from Adam and Eve and when man fell from God's grace and sin came in this world you were born in sin in a chaotic world with a lot of hurt and pain and turmoil that wanted to just destroy and mess you up from the time you was baby look at how many abortions we give a year in this, this country the devil just wants to kill babies I'm sorry if that gets personal but it ain't mankind ain't God and mankind did not create those babies God did and the book says they are his and the vessel they made of clay was marred it was messed up in the hand of the potter so he made it again another vessel as seemed good to the potter it seemed good to him he's got a vision for your life you're all messed up the potter to make it he says in verse 6 oh house of Israel other words hey children hey church cannot I do this with you as this potter did on his will I want to preach for the next few minutes and I'm going to try not to keep you long on this topic God loves broken things Let's pray. God, right now in the Holy Ghost, I want you to move across every vessel. I take authority and dominion over every spirit that would try to war against somebody's mind. They came here expecting a word from you. They came expecting freedom from their situation. If they did not come expecting it, I pray God let the Holy Ghost move on them right now and let them start expecting better things. Let them begin to want their ears to hear your voice. Let their hearts want to respond to you, God, and let them be drawn unto you for your word says no man can come unless the Father draweth, unless your spirit draws them they cannot be saved so I pray God uh, give me your favor and let me have dominion over every spirit and principality that wars against their minds and their hearts for the next few minutes in the name of Jesus let it be for your glory and your dominion forever and ever God we pray in Jesus name uh, amen hallelujah you can be seated don't mind me if I decide to just jump on in I'm going to say like I said this morning when God tugs on your heart you respond you don't have to wait for the preacher to quit preaching. I'm not going to get mad. I might not even stop preaching. But when you feel God tug on your heart, that's what the preacher's here for. We're here to help you identify God's voice through the preaching of the word. Now, Jeremiah was in a bad situation. If you don't know who Jeremiah was, he was known as the weeping prophet. There was nothing good happening in Jeremiah's whole life. He was getting thrown in prison. I mean, he was going through all kind of stuff, and he was a man of God. The Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. Good people have bad things happen to them. Christian people have bad things happen to them. Sinners have bad things happen to them. The wicked have bad things happen to them. They have good things happen to them. But I'm here to tell you the difference. When it's good for the wicked, they can't wake up with a good conscience the next morning. The world can get out there and dance and drink and have a hee-haw all night long under that alcohol, laugh their heads off, shoot their veins up, and think they're having a good time. And then the next morning, they wake up realizing that every male dog or female dog has rolled all over them all night. They left them wet and dry and both at the same time. And when they woke up the next morning, they had to get high again just to bury their guilt. That ain't what I'm talking about a good time. I've done been there. I done walked down that road. I've done tried that for myself and honey I'm telling you it didn't work for me it ain't gonna work for you it's just what gets y'all shattered and broke up they'll tell you I love you as long as you give them what they want then you find out they're doing the same thing somewhere else 
Now, if anybody's wondering, ain't nobody told me nothing. I don't know. I probably couldn't tell nobody's name here. I don't know if it's your first time or going to be your last time. I don't know. But I'm here to tell you. They're going to whisper nice things in your ear. They're going to cause you to go out and do all kind of stupid stuff to yourself to prove your love to them. And in the end, you ain't going to have nothing. Then later on, they're going to come crying back to you. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Hogwash. They just finding a place they can buy time, get somebody to bow down to their feet while they're there. It's going to break you. You hear this preacher? It gets worse. Then they knock you up, get you pregnant, or get knocked up by you and get pregnant. Then it gets worse. Been there. Done that. I've walked that road. It didn't work good out for me very good. I don't think it's going to work good for you. And I can go across this world and show you about 15,000 other people it ain't worked good for. It'll just tear you up. The devil wants one thing. He wants to destroy your faith. And he wants to destroy your hope. If he ever takes your hope, he'll get your faith. If he ever gets your faith, you're through. You're done. Ain't no preacher going to be able to talk to you. Mama can't convince you. Daddy will never convince you. Nobody else ever convince you. When he gets it, you're done. You're done. But I got good news. It doesn't matter how broken you are. God. Everybody say God. He wants to make a new vessel. Now, Brother Trailer, where are you figuring out all this from? Well, I believe the best way to find revival is to turn your Bible open. Go right back to where it started in Genesis chapter 1. I back up all my faith with the authority and the word of God. I learned a long time ago, I don't have to prove nothing to nobody. I'm living proof for myself. The only way I got out is when I heard the word of God preached from a preacher behind a pulpit. And I decided it was time to get this old boy up by his collar and say enough is enough. I'm tired of the deadbeat marriage. I'm tired of all the brokenness and drugs and cigarettes and everything else. I got to have a change. I had to say, you know what? Life in this world ain't made nothing any better for me. I'm tired of it. I made up my mind. What do I got to lose? I've tried everything else why don't I just try Jesus I put the dope in my veins I let them have fun with me when I was stoned they took their pictures made their movies honey they did it all they didn't give me nothing back I didn't get no joy out of it what do I got to lose so I tried Jesus I ain't never looked back since. And I ain't never going to look back. What God's gave me in return for all of my broken trash, honey, it ain't got a dollar sign that can compare. It can't do nothing. It'll never buy it. But this world will never have enough to buy it back from me. It's just got better. The impossibles became possible with God. But I had to make up my mind myself. I ain't living like this no more. I'm through. If they want it, they can have it. So I back it up with the word. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Everybody say God. God created it. Everybody believe that? You, you, you really, let me read that again to you. In the beginning, before there was anything, just black darkness, everything was void. God created the heavens and the earth. Mm. Well, if you keep on reading, you'll find out that it says, and God said, 
let there be firmament. Verse 7, and God made the firmament. Verse 8, and God called the firmament heaven. Verse 9, and God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered. Verse 10 says, and God called the dry land earth. And verse 11 says, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass and the herbs. And that ain't pot. You make rope out of hemp. Not rolled up tubes to smoke it. Marijuana was the first thing I ever tried when I was 13 years old. They say it's not addictive. Show me a crack user that don't smoke pot on the side. Show me a cocaine user that don't keep using pot. Find me a crystal meth that won't keep smoking pot. It may not be addictive, but it sure ain't worth laying down now, is it? It's just all the way around. Find me an alcoholic sometimes that won't smoke pot, even when they drink. Why is pot always in the midst of it? Anytime the devil pushes in society to push something hard to make legal, you better believe there's something behind that. Hey, something behind that. So I'm going to help you out. Say no to pot. Get Jesus, pray through, and become, become I'm going to tell you what. If you want to be a pothead, give your life to Jesus. Get the Holy Ghost. Get baptized in Jesus' name. Come up out of that water speaking in other tongues. Go home, fix you a pot of coffee, and get addicted to coffee and become a pothead. I drink a pot of coffee every day. They call me a pothead back in California because I drink a pot of coffee every day. That's the only pot I'm interested in. I don't want it in shampoo. I don't want it in skin cream. I know what it did when I smoked it on the inside and I ain't about to put it in my baby's hair. It'll go through your veins. It'll get in your bloodstream right through your skin tone. I don't want no face cleaner. I don't care how good they paint it up. Science takes them aborted babies and make your lipstick out of it. They're going to kill a life to save a life. They're going to take a baby that's got a future to save some 90-year-old that don't because they just don't want to be big enough to say no. It's my time, but don't kill a baby. I love my babies. My first baby, I had to fight tooth and nail to keep my my first wife from aborting her. That was before I had God in me. There's just some things that nature itself should teach us. You don't have to have the Holy Ghost to have morals. Let's don't blame God, folks. Even people that don't have the Holy Ghost should have morals and standards. They should be able to make sound decisions. But because of the dope and all the things they want to say won't affect you. Take it all. Drink all you want to. Do what you want. Let me tell you, there is a day coming that you're going to find yourself with a revelation of why it's all being said and done. Mm, I don't know why I'm preaching on that, but I'm going to knock that devil right out of here. He ain't allowed in my father's house. Life. He gives life more abundantly, his word says. More abundantly. He doesn't kill one to save the other. Praise God. So I find out if you can believe Genesis chapter 1 that God created. Well, let me, let me just do it this way. I'm on. Here we go. Y'all ready? I didn't look. I just flipped it open. Isaiah 6, 5. I'm sorry, Isaiah 5, 21. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes. Boy, we just slapped every politician in the world right on out of here. Every scientist, every doctor. You see, I can preach anywhere I put my finger. Because it's all true. 
Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and the prudent in their own sight. We got the science. We got the science. We got the numbers. We got it all figured out. They couldn't figure out how to get out of the right side of the bed if they didn't, if they tried. Huh. So do we believe that's the word of God? I'm going somewhere. Oh, matter of fact, flip your book open. I don't want nobody thinking I'm marking pages. I'm going to show you your Bible's just as good as mine. Put your finger on something. What book is it? Read it. And say, Hear ye the word of the Lord, O kings of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. Behold, I will bring evil upon this place, that which whosoever heareth his ears shall tingle. Well, Bible said in the last days, they'll heap up teachers on themselves uh, with itching ears. <laughs> they will become like a tinkling cymbal. Jeremiah said it. He said, I will pour out evil upon those uh, that want to set up their own way of religion, their own faith, their own way. Let's just say it where everybody feels comfortable, where everybody can just choose what they want to choose. That's what he was saying in the book of Jeremiah. I will make evil come upon them. You believe that's the word, God? I'm going somewhere. Get ready. We're almost done. God gives you what you're believing you're going to get tonight. What you going to get? You say, all I'm doing is building your faith. I'm trying to tell you I'm in the book. I'm not going to tell you sin's going to enter into heaven. I'm not going to tell you that just because we're under the, 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 the law of grace right now that should we continue in sin, Paul said. Uh, he said, God forbid. He said, God forbid. I'm not here preaching to you once saved, always saved. Paul said himself, he said, I fear lest I become a castaway preaching the very gospel. I'm here to tell you, honey, I'm not Apostle Paul. If Paul could be lost... We're saved by the word. He said, by the foolishness of preaching, I have chosen. Anybody tired of pre-scripted services? The word says be instant in season and out of season. Man of God should be able to preach anywhere his finger lands. And he should be willing to say, it is true and it is it. Let me just help us out. Homosexuality is still a sin. Homosexuals, if they don't repent and change their ways, if God comes back, they're going to burn in a lake of fire. That's what the Word of God says. All sinners, all liars, all the wicked shall have their part in a lake that burneth forevermore where there will be gnashing of teeth. But thank God we can repent. Thank God we can be saved. Thank God he's not judging us today. If we will but believe and call upon his name, he will save us today. You see, I heard somebody's feelings. I'm going to tell you in the Holy Ghost. When I got talking about homosexual right there, I'm not even going to look. But if you're living a homosexual life, you better save yourself. You better get out of that relationship and be what God calls you to be. I created male and female. Male shall not lay with mankind and women shall not lay with womankind. It is an abomination unto me, saith the Lord God. That's the word. Now, do we still believe it's the word? That's what separates us from charismatic movements. We don't just shout and talk in tongues and bang our heads against the wall. We worship in spirit and in truth the way the word of God says. Because it says, by the truth, sell it not. Forsake not the truth. It didn't say anything about you'd be saved by your praise. It said you'll be saved by the preaching of the word of God. All adulterers shall have their part in the lake of fire. 
Thank God you can repent and change your ways. There's still time. He's a merciful God. Grace is still there to be had. You see, all that stuff will break you up and mess you up. I've been there, done that, rode that rodeo, ain't going back. Mm -mm. God. Everybody still believe I'm in the Word? I said we're from the front. We're all through the middle. Let me look right here. Let's just go to the last book. Revelation 22. Verse 20. He which testifies these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. Verse 21, the last verse in your Bible, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. It's finished. So you believe Genesis 1 and 1 is true. You believe the book of Jeremiah is true. You believe the book of Acts is true. You believe the book of Isaiah is true. Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. You believe it's true. And the very last thing it says is amen. You know what that means? So be it. So I'm here to tell you right now. You might be broken, messed up, and got a lot of stuff going on in your life, but it can end right now. It can end in this place. God said before I came here today, he said if they'll believe in me, if they'll hear the word, and they'll believe it, that I said it. All through Genesis, it said, and God said, and God said, and God said, and God said. I'm here to tell you right now, God made it, God said it, God promised it. God's still on the throne. God's still in control of it. It's God. It's God's church. It's God's people. But you got to repent of your sins. Be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remissions of your sins. And receive the gift of the Holy Ghost like the book of Acts says and Peter said. Then you shall be filled with his spirit. You will speak with other tongues. For there is no name other than this name, Jesus, that is given unto men. Whereby we must be saved. God loves broken things. But there's one thing God won't do. Break your free will. Some people love their trash. Like the pig that returneth to the waller. God moves. Spirit starts trying to clean. And as soon as they walk out the door, they go crawl right back in that trash. The Word of God says it'll be hotter in hell for those that have heard and believed and then walked away from it. He said it was better off that they never knew me than to have known me and walked away. He said it would be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah than for them. You see, the blood of Jesus, they want to bless their name in it. They want to put it on their bumper stickers. They want to plaster it on walls. Don't get me wrong. They want to use it for everything. They don't want their sins washed away in it. Word says without it, it ain't coming. You can't be saved without the name of Jesus and watery baptism. That's the word. You can't do it. Man-made religion can't do it. So the next few minutes as I'm getting ready to close, musicians come, play something and make us cry. Some of you have been living in situations for too long, and I'm not just talking to visitors. Like I said, I don't know if this is your first time here. I don't know if you've been baptized in truth or not, and I don't know if you've got the Holy Ghost or not. I'm here to tell you it's for you if you don't. It can happen right now. Before you leave this church, your sins can be washed away the way the Bible says to do it. I pity, I pity these preachers preaching God's, God's word and up there doing it for money. I pity them. They do it all over Russia. They'll do it all over. And they'll call back to the states and tell lies to their people. Tell them how bad it is in Russia. 
while those pastors are riding around in Mercedes and limousines to their churches. They're lying. They try to tell their people, stay there. You know why? Because the Russian people are faithful to their country. And success is in America. They can make money here where they can't make it there at times. And those churches are receiving money from their own people from somewhere else saying, stay there, it's bad here, don't come back. I'm here to tell you it's a lie. It's a lie. We got poor people all over the world. I've been from the north to the south and the east to the west of Russia. I've been in the dachas, the villages. I've seen some pretty poor people. But we've got them in Africa too. We've got them in the Philippines too. We've got them in South America. We've got them in Europe. We've got them all over the world. God forbid this preacher would come here to preach to you for an offering. I give as much as I receive most of the time. I live what I preach. I expect the Spirit of God to follow after me like it's doing. And it's going to follow after this service for those that will believe. You will leave with your promise if you'll believe. He'll take your broken mess, ma'am. Sir, he'll take your broken situation. He'll take all the trash. You see? God's not a good bargainer. God don't bargain good. Think about it. You can get out here, party, get stoned and drunk and act a fool. Tear your family apart, break your mom and dad's hearts. Separate your marriages, kill your children's faith in anything. God says in one moment if you'll just give it to me I'll buy it I'll take it and when you're all broken the world says we don't want nothing to do with you young ladies hold your virtue don't you ever let nobody come and get you out of your virtue young men don't you ever let nobody take your virtue come try to take your virtue and it ain't in an altar under the Holy Ghost and they ain't praying through and they ain't getting married in the church and holding themselves until then it's a lie from hell they ain't nothing but a trick from the devil but God's not a good bargainer I want to but I'm going to pull myself back I know some people sitting here right now you got some broken dire situations going on You have felt the Holy Ghost touched you, ma'am, several times. But you're hesitant. Shaking your head like this, amen. But all the while, you know what's waiting back where you're fisting to go when you leave this church building. Your mind's already on it. You're looking it out there. You're looking over there. Sir, your, your mind's on your situation. Maybe you're sick or maybe you're, maybe you're fighting depression, whatever, oppression. I don't, I don't care what it is. It's trash. God said, I'll make you whole. God said, I'll open your blind eyes. God said, I'll pick you up up on my wing and carry you when you can't carry yourself God said I gave my only begotten God said he robed himself in flesh hung on a cross his back was beaten like a plowed field they beat him the Bible says you couldn't even recognize that he was a man or a beast They smote him. They shamed him. They stripped him naked. That was all before the cross. That's what was preparing. He was getting prepared for the cross. 
And all the while, he still had to carry his cross. All the way to the top of that hill. And he had to feel every time that hammer drove that nail through his hands. And every time it went through his feet. Just remember before that. Remember in the Garden of Gethsemane. When they came after him and they laid hands on him, Peter drew a sword and he cut a man's ear off. And Jesus stopped him. In the midst of what was taking place, Jesus never lost focus of what he was here for. He picks up the ear. He's healing the man and he's rebuking Peter. At the same time, he's given mercy and rebuke. He never lost focus. He said, I could call down 10,000 legions of angels if I wanted. I can stop this right now. Remember, that was before the cat of nine tails began to pull the flesh off his back. That's before the hooks of metal that was in the end of it would rip the hide off, break the bone. They whipped him till he couldn't be whipped anymore. That was before. But he still didn't call down the angels because he never lost focus and what he was here for. Then he was mocked. All the ones that stood out in that crowd, you hear me. This is where charismatic makes me mad. Because they were charismatic about Jesus when he was walking around breaking the loaves and the fishes and healing their dead children and sick, lame, and halt and all the miracle signs and wonders he was pouring out upon them. He was giving it to them by hand in person. Everything he was doing for them, those were the same ones standing in the crowd hollering, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. Give us a thief and a robber, but kill him. And you know why? Because he preached truth to them. He he died preaching truth. And he never lost sight of it. His power, both God and spirit and man, God incarnate, came down in earth, took the beating and the shame. Then he was nailed to that tree and lifted up. And when he needed a drink of water, he said, I thirst. And they gave him vinegar to drink. Couldn't even give a dying man a drink of water. This was our Messiah. This is the one. And what he never lost focus on is because he knew. He looked down off the cross. And he looked way out to 2021. Way out. And he's seen right here in this building today. And he held the angels back. And he said, it is finished. And he gave up the ghost. And he died. But on the third day, he rose up out of the grave. No power could stop him. And I'm here to tell you, he was seen for over 40 days with people. Touched and was touching him. Declared his power. He was witnessed ascending into heaven. And then after he went out of sight, angels appeared and said, why you stand here looking up? This same Jesus is going to come back in the same manner. He's just gone to prepare a place. But my question is, how many empty rooms are going to be in heaven? How many names that should have been there are going to fade out and be washed away and never exist? You see, he died with the power to stop it all. But he chose to take it for you, for you, for me, for you, for you, for everybody in this building. He chose to take it because this night he said, I want to show them I am still God. I have made a place for them. But they got to want it. I'm making a new vessel. 
I will make it new and make it beautiful. But they've got to want it. They've got to choose it. They've got to take it. They've got to take a hold of it. They've got to make up their mind. That's what they want. The book of Acts, it says in the last part of the famous scripture, it says, and with many other words, they testified and said, and this is still a commandment that a lot of us miss. We stop short. He said, save yourself from this perverse generation. You got to want to save yourself. Anybody tired of the brokenness? Let's stand. Anybody tired of all the stuff that's calling at you back out there? Or is it just the devil going to tell you it ain't for me? I can't do it. It's, uh, it ain't going to help. It ain't going to do this. I, those lives have convinced so many people. I know so many friends that have died lost because of those very things. Oh, I've went too far. You don't understand, preacher. I may not understand, but God does. God does. And He cares. And you got your miracle in your eye. You got, it, you got, you got some faith? Because I'm here to tell you. God said, I'll give you your heart's desire if it's according to my will. If you want to trade in your brokenness for something brand new, the altars are open. I preach to you the word of God, and I'm preaching to you right now. Miracles are going to pour out in this place. But you got to want it. Hallelujah. It's not man-made. It's God-made because he said it. It's not up to my will. It's God's will. It's God's will. Come on, some of you church ladies in here, find some of these young ladies that that need some prayer. Pray with them. Embrace them. Young men, pray with one another. We're a family, folks. The house of God is a place of refuge. It's a place of healing. Diana, I want you to come pray. Come on, this is a house of healing, a house of hope. Don't you let that devil tell you you ain't worth something. Don't you let that devil tell you it's too bad and it can't be fixed. Diana, come up here and pray with these young girls. Come up here and pray. Come on. Your situation ain't too big for God. He loves broken things. Just give him the brokenness. A broken heart and a contrite spirit. That's what he wants. He's not wanting perfectness. He wants to make you perfect. Find myself alone. Come on, let's pray in the name of Jesus right now. My hopes and dreams are caving in.